Hey, what's up? Hello. Welcome to Sad's Fake But Okay, a podcast where an arrow ace girl, I'm Sarah, that's me. And a demi-street girl, that's me, Kayla. Talk about all things to do with love, relationships, sexuality, and pretty much anything else we just don't understand. On today's episode, self-partnering. Sounds fake, but okay. Welcome back to the pod. I'm trying to, I have it. I'm just trying to make it, I'm trying to get it to work. Um, oh, Watson. Oh, okay. I think that's good. That sort of worked. I think that's good and comedy. All right. (laughs) I would like to apologize to our listeners for my current state of being. I don't feel that great. I thought you were going to apologize for me, and I was like, don't. I'm proud. I'm. Kayla's proud of that. I don't feel great. Yay. What are we talking about this week? This week, second week in a row that I brought a topic. Can you even believe it? Incredible. cannot. So yesterday, which was for us Tuesday. Tuesday. Um, I guess Emma Watson was, like, trending on Twitter, and my friend at work was like, why is Emma Watson trending on Twitter? And she looked, and so Emma Watson did an article with British Vogue that I think came out on Tuesday, Mm. and it's about a lot of stuff. She's in Little Women, which is coming out soon. Mm -hmm. She kind of just talked about, like, her life. So she talked about, like, all of her activist things that she's been up to. She talked about Little Women. She talked about... Her experiences. Well, I'm getting to that. She talked about... So, not all of this was in, like, the short version of the article that you could read without, like, looking at British Vogue. I don't know. Um, But I guess in the main big article, she talks about, like, going to therapy after she's in Harry Potter. She had, like, imposter syndrome about it. But the thing that everyone was picking up on and was, like, all the tea and I think was what made her trend... And then made like a thousand articles come out today is that she was talking about turning 30. And hold on, let me find the article. So she was basically talking about turning 30 and like her experience with that. And was talking about how she originally was like, oh, turning 30, like not a big deal. And then she turned 21 and she was like, holy shit. I'm 29. That's what I meant. You said 21. Uh, I know what I said. <laughs> I'm very good. So the title of this article is Emma Watson, colon, I'm very happy being single. I call it being self-partnered. So self-partnered is like what started like this self-partnered thing is what's in all the articles that are coming out like today, Wednesday, Mm -hmm. what everyone's talking about, like on Twitter. So she basically talks about how, so she said, and I realize it's because like why she's anxious about being 29. I realize it's because there's suddenly this bloody (laughs) influx, bloody influx of subliminal messaging around if you have not built a home if you do not have a husband if you do not have a baby and you're turning 30 and you're not in some incredibly secure stable place in your career or you're still figuring things out there's just an incredible amount of anxiety and then she said i never believed the whole i'm happy single spiel i was like this is totally a spiel and it took uh ma'am get out of my sink there's a cat in my sink and she was like, that's totally a spiel, and said, it took me a long time, but I'm very happy being single. I call it being self-partnered. 
So this is what everyone is talking about, is this concept of self-partnered. Mm-hmm. And, like, living a happy, single life. And everyone thinks it's very revolutionary. Which thoughts? Before I have more I, thoughts. I mean, I think it's good and i think talking about being single as like a very positive thing and like you can be happy as a single person is good i don't think it's revolutionary necessarily yeah (laughs) uh just because like a you know straight person is saying it people might be like wow it's revolutionary but i think in ace communities what is your cat doing she's in my sink hold on (laughs) <laughs> you mind? Thank you. I'm trying to have a professional podcast. Thank you. This is paying for your food bills. Thank you. Okay. But okay. I think in ace communities, that's not new. Or like or, arrow specifically. Yeah, yeah. In arrow communities, that's not like new or revolutionary. I think it's good. I just don't think. And I think it's great that she's talking about it in this way, but I don't think she should necessarily get credit for, like, inventing this thing, because she hasn't invented anything. Well, yeah, and I would say no one is giving her credit for inventing it. Yeah. Um, I do think it's interesting, though. I th- what I think is interesting is that this is what people latched on to, and that that's what they, like, made the headline. Yeah. Because she talks about, like, a lot of stuff in this British Vogue thing from like feminism Mm -hmm. to little women which is like i think the main reason she's getting interviewed for stuff is because little women is coming out soon Mm -hmm. she talks about all this stuff and then this is what they are really latching onto, and what Mm -hmm. like all the other articles about which i think is interesting yeah but there are so there are a lot of articles on this i have skimmed several but i liked the cnn one so hit me with it they're saying it's very like consciously uncoupled-esque vibe to this Um, But they do say, so to us, right, we're like, yeah, obviously people are happy single. However, I think we are more woke than others. Yeah. Um, British TV host, and we can only assume self-appointed relationship expert Piers Morgan, says CNN, um, jeered on his TV show, self-partnered means you can't get a bloke, right? Um, And then other Twitter people were like, no, what's wrong with being single? Also, she's Emma Watson. She could get a bloke if she needed one. Yes. Um, <laughs> Piers. True. So I guess apparently when Piers Morgan was talking about this, the studio played the song most associated with the tragic loneliness of best-known singleton Bridget Jones, All By Myself, in the background. So then we kind of go on, and I saw this in several other articles, talking about how um, this statement and... They were talking about, I think, Selena Gomez and the song that came out, like, after she broke up with Justin Bieber or whatever that was all about, like, Mm -hmm. yay being single. And Mm -hmm. other, like, women pop stars. I feel like it was either Whitney Houston, maybe, that they, another article mentioned. But I'm not looking at that article right now. Maybe the song Single 06 Remix by Natasha Bedingfield. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) An iconic song. So basically, this other article, maybe I should go back and find it. This other article was talking about kind of the rise of, like, single, like, the the rise of culture about, like, being okay with being single and how that's kind of becoming new in the past, like, couple years, maybe, like, decade. 
because before that we did have our Bridget Jones. Oh, also the CNN article, Emma Watson looked shame in the face and won. Interesting. Title. Okay. I do like the rest of the article, though, but that's an interesting title. That is an interesting title. But, so, this article and some others were talking about how this is really good. This is, like, a rise. Because I think the early 2000s especially, it was like, oh, you're single, let's do this rom-com, and, like, Bridget Jones, you're turning 30, and it's you're a mm-hmm. spinster. This one other article was also talking about, like, people studying kind of the idea of spinsters and, like, writing mm-hmm. books about that idea and stuff, which I feel like we yeah. talk kind of about in the witch episode. Yes, witches. Um, so I do think you're right. This is nothing new. But I also wonder if it's nothing new because we're young and this is what we grew up in, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I do wonder for people that are, like, 10 or 20 years older than us if this isn't mm-hmm. new. Yeah, I mean, I can totally understand that a lot of people haven't necessarily had this perspective before. Like, for someone like me or you, who, as you said, like, kind of grew up in a society that was becoming more open to that sort of thing. And then for me, also just being arrow ace and being Mm -hmm. like, I want to be happy in my life, even if I am single. Like, I definitely view it as like this is fine this is like i'm unbothered by this but i mean if you grew up in a world where it was all about getting married and having kids and being a mother and blah 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 blah, i can see that i can see this being kind of a revelatory thing Mm -hmm. for those people yeah and i'd also say like as someone that's like specifically not arrow like i've definitely had the fear of like dying alone like Mm -hmm. even though I'm in this culture and like we talk about like the importance of friendship and all that stuff like on a weekly basis like Mm -hmm. I still have that too and don't we all because society hates us (laughs) it's true but like I honestly if I was single at 30 I don't know I would probably be freaking out just like thinking of who I am as a person yeah so I don't know yeah definitely not like radical or anything Mm -hmm. but I do really appreciate it and I I have a cat who is playing. Right she's now. make she's making a lot of noise. <laughs> I know. Should I take away her toy? Maybe I will. You're done. Go play with something quiet. I love you. Okay. But and for people like I feel like you are pretty secure in well, I guess I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, in your like singleness. Yeah. But I can imagine that there's quite a few arrow or ace people out there who maybe are not as secure and who maybe like the rise of like a nice word instead of like spinster like oh you're single like a nicer more delicate way to put it like self-partnered yeah yeah and i think just to even for people who are arrow ace like as they get older i imagine it gets harder oh yeah because like i'm i'm 22 right now like yes congratulations thank you um like no that took a lot of work thank you (laughs) like 50 years ago it may have been a little bit weird to be 22 and single and not trying to date anyone but in this world now it's it's okay but like once you get like as emma watson says closer to 30 it starts being like there's a lot more pressure on Mm -hmm. just like 
you know, other people are getting married and, like, everyone else is, like, having a family. And I can see there being a lot more pressure. And so I think, like, earlier I know I said, like, she doesn't deserve, like, praise or whatever, which seemed kind of harsh. But, like, because <laughs> yeah. I, re- I really like Emma Watson. and Oh, I think, she's my favorite. Yeah. And I think that this is a great thing to talk about and I'm glad that someone like her who I trust to not be problematic about it knock on wood um is the person who's kind of like bringing this into the public consciousness and as much as it sucks that it is like a straight person who's like hey everyone it's okay I, I think there is a certain amount of um like other straight people will look at her and be like oh well she's straight too and she's saying it's okay and like yeah. she's genuinely comfortable with this and so you know it might be easier for some people to look at her who might feel more like a peer to them as much as Emma Watson is a peer to anybody she's a queen <laughs> but <laughs> like it might feel easier to swallow coming from her rather than if it were coming from me right i mean she really is i mean i think as relatable as a celebrity is she's like, yeah i mean she went to fucking college you know she yeah she went to i mean what i brown, brown. i think she, what yeah, I respect, she went to brown what i respect most about emma watson is that she took a year off from her career to read feminist literature and study yeah. from like respected feminists which yes. obviously not everyone has the luxury or the means to do but the fact that she was like I'm in a powerful position. I have enough, like, money to sustain myself, and this is what I will do with an entire year. I, like, respect the hell out of that. And in the Vogue article, too, when she was talking about Little Women, which is a movie I am so excited for, because it's, like, Saoirse Ronan, and just, like, it's very good. So she talks about Little Women in this article, obviously, because that's probably what this article was supposed to be about. But it just shows what, like, a great feminist Emma Watson is, which is off-topic, but too bad. Sorry. She's an icon. She is. And she's so pretty. I've just been staring at this picture of her. Oh, and yeah, like, very wow, good. Oh, she's so beautiful. Uh, anyway, so the I haven't read slash watched the Sage production of Little Women in many years because that's, like, mm. the biggest exposure I have is one time I was at a theater thing and they showed it. Anyway. Mm-hmm. So she plays Margaret slash Meg, um, mm-hmm. who I guess is the sister that, like, gets married. And she was saying, with Meg's character, her way of being a feminist is making the choice, because that's really, for me anyway, what feminism is about. Her choice that she wants to be a full-time mother and wife. And then to Joe, her sister, Shersha Ronan, being married is really some sort of, like, prison sentence. Um, so I just really like that. She talks about, like, it's if you get married and you're a mom, like, that's still feminist. And, like, as long as it's a choice that you're making, like, that's totally fine and good. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. I love because I think a lot of people who are like, mm, I hate feminists. It's because they think that they don't want to be do any of that. And then some people who look at people that like want to be mothers or wives or partnered are like, well, you can't be feminist. And it's like, well, they can. So anyway. Yeah. I think she has a very nuanced understanding of it. I mean, you can tell she's like done her homework. Yeah, she's definitely done her homework and she and i think people who may look at her like talking about like you know being totally happy being like self-partnered they might be like well she's just saying that because it's like a defense mechanism or something but like if you look at like she really likes playing the character of meg who 
is a wife and mother and that's important to that character mm-hmm. and and she's like very good with that as that character's motivation but like for herself that's not where she's at right now and she's also totally cool with that i think being able to look at both of those things and being like these are both totally fair good options as long as you're the one making the choice like i think that will help people to be like yeah this is okay like she's trustworthy yeah and i think like as I don't know, on the one end, I think you could look at this and be like, yeah, this is not revolutionary. Like, obviously, you can be happy single. Mm-hmm. But also, if you look at, like, the media and what they're, like, shoving down women's throats, it's still, like, very nerve-wracking for a woman to get old because, yeah. like, you never see old women in the media, like, older than, what, like, 40? Yeah. Like, as much as we can, like, be positive and, like, things are changing, like, it's still really hard to be... A woman in general, but also just, like, getting older and having those expectations on you. And I think, obviously, like, the same can be said for men as well. That, Mm -hmm. like, I think it's a little easier for men to, like, be unmarried and get older. But it's still, obviously, there's those pressures and everything. Yeah. Um, Which leads into this next part of the CNN article um, where this person says, this article says, it's very weird, really. Um, So this this is right after they are talking about Piers Morgan being... A trash human. Yeah. Um, it's very weird, really. Emma Watson is an independent and privileged as is possible without being a white man in a similar position. Yet not only does she continue to share insecurities, those insecurities are met with a maelstrom of criticism for her honesty. By contrast, this week saw 55-year-old Keanu Reeves generate positive buzz for dating a woman merely nine years his junior. It is, as BBC journalist Louise Ridley pointed out on Twitter, so telling that movie star BAFTA winner UN Ambassador Brown and Oxbridge graduate Emma Watson says she felt a pressure not having a partner and a baby by 30. Mm-hmm. So, like, I mean, as much as, like, this is, like, yeah, this is obvious, then you have this, like, you know, the, like, how differently men are treated. Yeah. And it's, like ah, he's dating a woman that's just nine years younger than him because so often men in Hollywood date girls that are, like, so much younger than them. Yeah. And it's just, like, what? Yeah, and, like, also just, like, looking at both of them as actors, like, as you mentioned earlier, like, once you get, like, past, like, 40 or 45 in Hollywood, for women, you're not getting leading roles anymore. Mm-hmm. Whereas for men, you can be 60 and you can be the leading role. <laughs> like, yeah. it's it's just... A much more accepted thing to be not even like old just like middle-aged for men in our society and Mm -hmm. people love middle-aged men i know and so like they're like ooh, silver fox no right and it's like you know if a woman is in the same situation it's seen as very different and it shouldn't be Mm mm-hmm Also, what I found really interesting, so just, like, the reason these people are kind of reasoning, like, why is there so much pressure for women to not be single? Like, because if you really think about it, like, what is it about women Mm -hmm. that makes it, like, you must not be single when you get older or, you know, like, of whatever age? Because they expect them to have kids. Yes. And I think people think that women are weaker, so they, like, need a man to take care of them. Very heteronormative, obviously. So this article says it. there's evidence 
from studies have repeatedly mm-hmm. shown that man, a man is likely to live longer and enjoy better mental and physical health if he's married to a woman. Mm-hmm. Kind of weird that they specify a woman, but I guess, I mean, those are... That's what probably what the study from, was. Yeah, it's what can you expect on. from a scientific study. Yeah. Um, so it's little wonder that centuries of PR in a male-run world have dedicated are dedicated to teaching women that they're sad and alone if they... Like, if they're sad, if they remain alone. Because men are like, listen... I need to marry a woman and able to be, in order to be happy, so I'm just going to keep telling women how mm-hmm. sad it is to be single, so then they have to marry me. I need a woman who can, like, cook for me and clean for me, yeah. because that's what women do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But isn't it that women who are married, like, I read somewhere that, like, women who are married to men are, like, less happy than men who are married women are um i mean women are probably less happy in general than men are i would have to guess checks out (laughs) or well those studies are so hard though because if you interview a man is he really going to tell you how he feels (laughs) like a lot of men yes but even more men yeah probably not because society has trained them that they don't because yeah society has trained them that they're not allowed to do that so yeah, I mean, those are, so those were, like, the main things that I saw in the articles that I thought were really interesting. But I, I don't know, I thought this was, like, from an ace perspective, an interesting thing to bring up. And I was also trolling through the asexuality Reddit today, because I was like, maybe mm-hmm. they'll have a topic for me. Mm-hmm. And someone brought it up and was like, I just really love this concept of self-partnered. Like, I mm-hmm. think it's really positive. And then I remembered, like, oh, yeah, my friend was saying this was trending all yesterday. Yeah. And I went online and there was, like, a thousand articles about it. And I was like, this is just really interesting that this is what people are latching on to so hard. Yeah. And I think the thing, too, with being, like, self-partnered is that it's just, like, you are providing support for yourself, and mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that you can't still get outside support from other people. It's not like people who are in relationships don't get support from other friends. They should, at least. Yeah. Um, but I think, like, being firm enough in what you want for yourself and who you are that you're comfortable with, like, this idea of, like, being self-partnered or just, like, being single, I think that's a good thing. And I think... For a lot of Arrow Ace people, they may be forced to come to terms with that at a younger age. Mm-hmm. Um, just because, at least for me, like I looked into my future because um, I am a fortune teller, and I uh-huh. yes, and I was just like this whole marriage and kids thing doesn't seem likely, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I you know like learned to make peace with that and like figure out like what I wanted to do with my life and I think you know for people like Emma Watson it may take until they're 30 to kind of realize this Mm -hmm. because that's when they have to like really look into their future and be like what's happening here (laughs) yeah and I mean there's just so much pressure to date in general I feel like you look at people that are like in high school Mm -hmm. and they're like I have to get a boyfriend like all of my friends are dating and I don't and there's just Mm -hmm. like this incredible pressure. So for someone like Emma Watson to be like, no, like, it's yeah. chill. I'm 30 and I'm single and, like, that's, like, yeah, a conscious choice and or, like, not something I'm really sad about, I think is really good. Yeah. Like, I knew people who started dating in fifth grade. 
See, that boggles my mind because I wasn't allowed to date until I was 16, which mm. at the time I was quite resentful of as if I had someone who wanted to date me before I was 16. <laughs> Please go look at yourself in the mirror. You look terrible. Oh, no. um, girl, if you had seen my hair, I didn't wash it ever. It was so bad. Um, but at the time I was like, me. And now I'm kind of like, no, I mean, that was probably a good thing. Yeah. Because then even if, like, I don't know. I don't know if I ever consciously used it as an excuse of like, oh, that's why I'm single. It's because, like, my mom and dad said I can't. It's not because boys don't like me. Mm -hmm. But, like, I easily could have done that if someone wanted to bother me and was like, why aren't you dating? Like, yeah, what? You ugly? And I would have been like, first of all, yes. But second of all, my mom said no. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, my my parents never gave specific rules. I knew a lot of other people whose parents did. Um, yeah. They were like, you can't date till you're in high school. You can't date till whatever. For me, I was always like, well, what's going to happen when I like, when there's somebody I want to date? Like, are my parents going to let me date them? I didn't want to like ask my parents. Yeah, that's <laughs> you know? I did. I will tell you a story of that. After All right. You're done. Um, like, I didn't want to like be like, when can I start dating? But then it. Yeah, that's a lot. But then it never really came up because I turned out to be Airways. <laughs> so it wasn't an issue. And then my sister started dating like at the end of high school. So I was like, well, clearly if I want to start dating, then it's fine. Yeah. I, when I was like 15, had this boy who I thought I really liked, but I think he was just giving me attention and was a junior and I was a freshman and that was mm. fun. And I was like, mom, can I please date him? And this is when like other stuff was going on in my life to make that like especially a big no and mm-hmm. they were like no and then they would try to like take my phone to see if I was texting him mm-hmm. but I would delete all my messages and they'd be like Kayla why'd you delete your messages and I'd be like oops my phone was full I'm so sorry and they'd mm-hmm. maybe like leave my flip phone downstairs instead of in my room Oof. um you but had then a flip like, phone freshman year of high school uh Yes, because my mom needed to pick me up from drama practice. I wasn't supposed to get a phone until I turned 16. I forgot about this fact. Because I got yes. a phone the summer before I went into sixth grade. I was not supposed to have one until later, but then my mom had to keep picking me up from all of my very exciting activities and was like, fine, you can have a flip phone. And then I got a slider phone. And mm-hmm. then it was when I was 16 that I got my first smartphone. Yeah, because you didn't get... Uh, iPhone until college. Right. My first smartphone was a Samsung and then freshman year of college everyone had Snapchat and they were getting all the filters and <laughs> Samsung's didn't have the filters yet and I was so mad. And then that year I upgraded and I got an iPhone. Yeah. I just got my phone much earlier. <laughs> Thrilling. Because um, in middle school me and my sister walked home from school and yes, my no. mother being my mother was like you have to have a phone in case something happens to you okay that's very fair i've been listening to a lot of murder things recently and that's very (laughs) fair you needed that phone so you could have died there's that um anyway that's my exciting phone story got a little off Uh, anyway i'm very glad i didn't date that boy because like two weeks later he was like i think of you as a sister goodbye and i was like you actually are really ugly now that i think about it wait he said what he was like, I think of you as a sister now. Sorry, oh. bye. And I was like, um. And then, like, a month later, I was talking about how I'd never had a boyfriend, and he looked hurt as if he had been my first boyfriend. And I was like, no. Mm-mm. No, sir. We weren't, actually. Anyway. Incredible. Um, yeah. But, yeah. Good. 
I think overall, the whole Emma Watson self-partnered thing, I think it's not revolutionary, but for some people it might be revelatory. And I think it's a good thing. Um, and apparently, well, I would say this. apparently for some people it is revolutionary because Piers Morgan is still having a really hard time for it. That's Piers it. Morgan, Kayla. <laughs> I know, but like, I don't know, man. Not everyone is as blessed as us, Sarah. Okay. I think... And like, well, but think about the people who, like, I have friends who are just, like, not even Arrow Ace, they're just, like, queer, and their parents are, like, or they're straight, and their parents are, like, you have to date, you have to get married soon, and have me a baby, mm-hmm. and, like, so even, I mean, there's a lot, of, and I can imagine Arrow Ace people deal with this a lot, their parents being, like, when are you gonna date? Like, who are you seeing? And, like, for those parents, obviously, I think this would be quite revolutionary because I don't think in their time that was an option. Yeah, that's fair. It's just very much not revolutionary for me. So, like, it's... <laughs> well, it's, yeah, I mean, of, of course it's not for you. I mean, yeah. this is your life. You've been self-partnered since birth. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, because, like, on our... We've mentioned before that in our house that we used to live in, we had the dating spectrum. And... Yes. My sticky note on single, like, you write, like, the date since you've been, like, together. And so my single, my sticky note that was on single just had an infinity sign. Which and, was very good. <laughs> and it's, like, for me, that wasn't, like, self-deprecating at all. That was just, like, a fact. You know what was interesting is now that I think about it, other members of our house who were on single would be like, oh, so sad. I'm on single. Yeah. Which is interesting. And I mean, I guess college culture, a lot of people are dating. And so maybe that's just like. Yeah. But I mean, that is interesting that there's clearly people that were right around us who were like very sad to be single. Yeah. Like people would come in and be like, oh, infinity sign for single. And I'm like, yeah, it's factual. Sometimes, (laughs) sometimes I'll be talking to people about you and I say that you've never dated and you will never date and Mm. they get sad for you. And then I, they think I'm making fun of you. And then I have to explain that, no, it's okay. No. <laughs> I'm not insulting her and saying she's trash and no one will love her. It's factual. No, yeah. I, this has happened several times where I'm like, oh, yeah, she's never dated. She's never going to get married for sure. And people are like, oh, my God, tea. And I'm like, no, literally. How often do you talk about me, the romance? Um, I mean, pretty much like every day. Mm. There's a picture of you on my desk. That's true. Romance. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, I think the reason I, like, don't want to call it revolutionary is because, like, even though it might be revolutionary for certain individuals, I don't think the concept is, like, necessarily a new one for society as a whole. I think that's why I'm just, like, reticent to use the word revolutionary, but I can understand that it might be, for some people in their individual minds, a revolutionary reframing of relationships and stuff. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's just a very positive, like, I think it's even better, like, it's, it seems more positive to me than, like, I'm dating myself, or, like, I married myself. Because I think when people say that, like, it's very easy to make fun of. Like, you think of that lady who literally had a wedding ceremony for her to marry herself. Yeah. And you see people like that, and you're like, oh my god, they're crazy, I'm gonna make fun of you. Yeah. But saying, I don't know, the term self-partner just seems, like, so much more positive i guess yeah more conscious like you're not single you're with yourself yeah and it's not in like a oh i'm so desperate i'm just gonna say i'm with myself but like a 
genuinely this is how I'm living my life. When I when I first saw this headline that you sent to me, I was like, huh. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But then when I read it and like the way you've talked about it, I've been like, yeah, I think that's a good, it's a good thing. Yeah. I don't know. I think, yeah, a lot of people, I, th- yeah, I don't, I mean, she's clearly like, this is a conscious, tro- like, I don't know. I think a lot of times like those people on Twitter or like, or Piers Morgan, it's like, oh, you're saying that because you can't get a man. And it's like, that's not the only reason that sometimes people are very happy to be single. She's Emma Watson. She could get a fucking man. Clearly, Sarah could have had men in the past. And I know of women that have had crushes on you. You could have had many. So hot and popular. I mean, I don't know about that. But I'm just saying, like... I just did a dramatic hair flip, so you all know. I feel like I heard it. Okay. In my soul. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, like, it's not... It's not, you know? Yeah. It can be a conscious thing of, like, no, I'm actually just, like, having a good time by myself. Yep. Which is not a concept I understand because I hate being by myself, but I respect it. That is a personal problem. (laughs) I mean, yes, I'm not asking you to fix it, Sarah. (laughs) We can't all be Emma Watson, you know? Just just me. God, I wish. You know? (laughs) She was talking... Shut up. (laughs) She was talking about how she, like, went to therapy for a lot of years after Harry Potter. She felt so guilty that, like, oh, someone else would have, like, really enjoyed this more. And, like, so many people wanted this part. And, like, Mm -hmm. I should have, like, had a better time. And I'm like, oh, my Mm -hmm. God, Emma Watson, stop. You perfect human being. She's lovely. She is. All right. Do you have anything else to say on the topic of the subject of this? I mean... I don't know. I'm sure if I read all 5,000... Literally every news outlet had... I googled (laughs) Emma Watson self-partnered and everything. Today. Forbes. Like, HuffPost. CNN. Like, why? It's very interesting to me why. I mean, I guess because it trended on Twitter, so now everyone's like, I gotta get in on it. But I don't know. But also people are like, this is weird. But it seems like the reception has been fairly positive. Or else neutral. Yeah, the couple articles I skimmed seemed positive. Mm-hmm. That's good. I think. Yeah. Which is good because she, like, was clearly talking also in the article about being a feminist, which is, I don't want to say risky, but, like, can get some bad stuff in the press just because people are stupid. Yeah, but at this point in her career as feminist <laughs> she's yeah i mean she's like this is what's happening she's and ready. you can yeah. suck my dick if you don't like it so that's very fair yeah well yeah. all right uh so what's our poll for this week what if it's do you consider yourself to be self-partnered do yes hmm. no or i'm other person partnered so irrelevant Hmm, interesting. I don't even know what my answer for that would be. Well, you have a week to think about Mm. it. I have a week and a half, technically. Because I'm getting this sneak preview (laughs) several days before the pod comes out. And you don't have a week and a half. You have one, two, three, four. You have, like, five days until this poll goes up. Yeah, but then I have another, like, multiple days before the poll closes. That's... Never mind. I stand corrected. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I think that's good. What is your beef and your juice this week? 
my okay i just had some um okay um oh, i accidentally tweeted it <laughs> <laughs> all the people with tweet notifications on oh no oh they're gonna get such a sneak peek oh my god that's so funny okay um that's so funny <laughs> um juices um i know i said i'm like very freaked out by all the murder podcasts i'm listening to but honestly if you like our podcast and you're interested in true crime as i am the podcast my favorite murder which has been out for years and is like very 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 popular so you've mm-hmm. probably heard of it but my friend got me into it and she listened to like an episode of our podcast and was like it reminds me a lot of my favorite murder because it's these two women who are friends and they talk about like they each bring like a murder like a true crime every week and they talk about mm-hmm. it but they get off topic a ton and they never remember they like stop in the middle of their sentences and have no idea what they're talking about and they like go off on tangents and it's like basically us but true crime. that's what i like to hear <laughs> it's very good um so if you like this style of podcasting that we do, which I know not everyone does, I would highly recommend. But you will get scared and have nightmares and want to buy a pocket knife. Yeah, um, I, I literally, I called Kayla to record this episode <laughs> and she was like, I need to buy a knife. Well, I had just been listening and it's like daylight savings time now, so it gets so really dark. dark. Um, it's like I walk out of work and it's already dark and I just get scared, yeah. okay? Someone send me a pocket knife. <laughs> <laughs> opens a P.O. box to get knives. Um, get knives. Send us knives, please. <laughs> honestly, if someone could send me a knife, I'd be very happy. Um, other juices, I like the feel of when you have a fully stocked fridge. Mm. I just feel like when you go to the grocery store and you put all your stuff in the fridge and then you look at it, it just, like, brings me this joy to have, like, a full mm-hmm. fridge. I don't know. I've noticed this for the past, like, couple years that so this is a thing I have. Mm. So my dad... Um, is the one who does most of the grocery shopping in my family. And yesterday he went grocery shopping and he got rid of a bunch of like old expired stuff in the fridge. And so now the fridge is very organized. But in doing so, he threw away my clementines, which I was eating. (laughs) Jack. And like, they were not super new, but I had been chipping away at them, okay? They were still perfectly mm-hmm. good clementines. I believe you. And I was like, Dad, I was eating those. So is this your beef? I guess. I was like, Dad, <laughs> I was eating those. Also, like, 40% of food in the United States is thrown away. And yeah, that no. that was something that I was actually eating. <laughs> and you yeah. threw it away. And he was like, you could eat a nice crisp apple or a lime. And I was like... Ew, you- what the fuck? Who eats a lime? <laughs> well, because what the hell? No one is the answer. Oh un- unless some of our listeners do. I don't know. But he was just listing the things that were in the drawer that he took the clementines out of. Oh my god. <laughs> so. <laughs> There's that. Uh, other juices. I feel like I did crosswords maybe a week before, but my coworkers and I have been getting very into crosswords. We do them every day at lunch. Also, like, astrology and horoscopes we've been getting very into. Mm. We've read, like, everyone's birth chart at work. It's very exciting. My sister um, keeps texting me um, with questions about Marvel superheroes for the New York Times crossword puzzles. There was... What? There hasn't been... I guess... No. I don't remember any questions about that. The theme of today's was triple X. Very scandalous. Mm. Wow. Um... I feel like I had more, but that's all. Oh, therapy. Very good. Would recommend if you have the means. Um, I went to therapy today. How'd you like it? 
It was fine. <laughs> yeah, you don't like it as much as I do. No, and I don't feel... I do not feel comfortable in therapy. So... Oh, I love it. Yeah. What you gonna do? <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, my cat. I made her on Instagram. You should follow it. Billy Piper Lord. Yeah, I followed I, both I named Billy her Piper that. and... You did. I followed both Billy Piper and Billy Lord from her cat Instagram. Good. It's very funny. Good. Um, beef, uh, it's dark, and I hate it, and I have to keep using my sun lamp, and that's no fun. Darkness and consumes me. Now, like, I didn't think about this, but now that I have, like, a pet, she had to get readjusted to the time difference, mm. so she woke me up when she thought it was time to eat. I see. When really, it was not time because she needed to wait an hour so she gets readjusted and i, I was see. like ma'am i'm trying to get my extra hour of sleep <laughs> um washing machines that take quarters why i already pay rent why do i have to pay for my laundry <laughs> i'm just looking at things around my apartment also you then you go. have to have a bunch of quarters oh girl do i know it i have to like drive to the bank and give them a 20 where do i get a 20 from i don't carry cash la- Karen. La- last summer uh what i did is i would go to the grocery store and I would get cash back, and I would ask for it in quarters. You can ask for it in quarters? Yes. They don't always have enough quarters, cause, but usually they have, like, rolls. Whoa. Oh, you have to ask the cashier. Yeah. Oh, I like to go to self-checkout. My grandma, or no, I my aunt said she but... doesn't like going to self-checkout because it puts people out of a job. And I was like, listen, lady, that's fine. I don't want to talk to anyone. <laughs> yeah, but the, the, the Ralphs that we went to... Like, the self che- there weren't very many self-checkouts, and they were really far away, so we just didn't go to them, I guess. Wow, I've never thought to ask, okay, well, my life has changed. Now I know how to get quarters. You're welcome. From Stop and Shop. Because right. that's the Kroger here, I guess. <laughs> so, my beef is when you're driving home from Ann Arbor, and it's an hour-long drive, and you just feel really sick the whole time, and you're like, do I need to pull over this car? <laughs> this one this car right here right here right now uh <laughs> oh, so no. yeah uh my juice okay oh my Kayla, god i don't yes. know if i've even told you this but starting last thursday and ending this tuesday aka in five days oh is that six days whatever i watched all ah. five seasons of the television program Shit's creek you mentioned it in passing. It is so good. I love it very much. I went through it very quickly. I was watching it because our friend, there's someone I follow on Tumblr who really likes it. And so I'd seen it. And I'm like, oh, this seems nice. And then my physical therapist for my wrist oh my <laughs> loved, loves it. And she had been talking about it a lot. And... My dad has also watched it, and then our friend Miranda watched the pilot, and she was like, oh, it was really good. And I was like, all right, I'm going to do it. I'm going to watch it. Um, I immediately passed up Miranda, and I finished the entire series. Um, Look, I could go on about the show for days. It's wonderful. It's Canadian, which is an important fact. Um, David, the character of David, is my child. Stevie, character of Stevie, I love her so much. David and Patrick's relationship is so important to me. I knew about this relationship because of the girl who I followed on Tumblr. Um, and I literally just so badly wanted to get to season three just so I could get to it. And 
so here's here's the thing the character of david is pansexual um like canonically and it is explained using a wine analogy that is actually like very succinct and very good like he minor spoiler for season one but whatever i'm giving a couple minor spoilers but listen the show was worth watching everything (laughs) um and he like hooks up with this girl and afterwards she's like i only like red wine and up until last night i was under the impression that you also only drink red wine (laughs) and at at first he was like what and then he was like oh i understand this and so (laughs) he was like i do like to drink red wine but i also like white wine from time to time i enjoy a good rosé and then he said something about one time having a merlot that used to be a chardonnay and oh my god some, but like it was explained very quickly but like it made a lot of sense that's good i bet they workshopped that quite a bit yeah and then later i don't know if it's that episode or later in the season the word pansexual is explicitly used Wow. Um, so that is great. And so Dan Levy, the co-creator of the show and the guy who is the showrunner and also who plays David, um, he I was watching a bunch of interviews because I was like, I'm obsessed with this. And he was saying that so then in season three, minor spoiler, but not really, um, <laughs> David starts dating uh patrick and patrick prior to this had only ever dated women um and so there's this episode in season four where it's sort of a coming out episode for patrick and also they um you know the the plot of the show i mean it takes place in schitt's creek which is a small town it's a rural town and, um, but what Dan Levy was saying was that it's important to him in the show to not show any negative reactions to queerness. So every reaction to finding out a character is queer in the show, regardless of who it's from, is completely positive. Um, hmm. and so he was saying that the reason he wanted to do that was because, like, people take in what they see. So... If even one person reacts negatively in the show, an audience member can look at that and take their side. But if it's just acceptance, then that's normalized for the audience. And he doesn't, like, he only wants, like, he wants this show to be, like, a very joyful show. And so only having positive reactions is good. And I don't think that's something that necessarily every show is going to be able to do. Like, obviously, there are still negative reactions to queerness in this world. But I think it works so well for Shit's Creek. And the show is such a breakthrough in the nonchalant way that they deal with sexuality. Um, it's so beautiful. I just, I do wonder, I feel like I've heard people talk about other shows that do that, where it's mm-hmm. like someone comes out to their parents and it's just like really positive and great. Mm-hmm. And I've heard criticisms of shows that do that of like it's not completely accurate and it makes it seem like queer people have it like way easier than they do well like i get what he's doing and i do respect it a lot 
But I do, you know? We yeah, just have I mean, thought. what does happen with David, like, his parents already know from the beginning yeah. of the show. But with Patrick, Patrick is very scared to tell his parents. Like, mm. it's it's not like it's just like, oh, everything is going really great. It's like he's yeah. very, very scared of a negative reaction. And there's, like, a whole plot point around that. Um, but then it turns out being okay. Oh, okay. So, um, yes. <laughs> the show is simply the best anyone mm. who has made it into season four will understand that reference yes thank you also oh. you would think okay so like david is panromantic pansexual i am aromantic asexual you would think we would not have a ton in common Fair. but um our emotional unavailability ah! really just <laughs> on the wow, same page you do love to see it um but, like, the characters all grow so much over the course of the show, and it's just so beautiful. Oh, it's so good. I love it. Uh, my other juice is friends who trust you enough to ask you to read their writing and give you feedback on it. That's nice. Also, it's a confidence boost. Mmm. That is fun. And that's the tea. I just realized I forgot to pull up our patrons. Good. We can be found just everywhere at Sounds Fake Pod. If you... Also, because... I... So, I... I had my last physical therapy appointment, and I told my physical therapist, I was like, I watched Shit's Creek. And she was like, yes. Oh my God. But it was my last appointment, so I don't get to talk to her about it anymore. And I can't Just talk call to- her. <laughs> and I can't talk to my friend Miranda about it because she hasn't finished it yet, and she is in school, so she is... This is why Sarah, when Sarah has no one else to talk to about something, she brings it to me, even though, even if I have, like, no concept of it. Okay, but... And I, I told Miranda that she's welcome for this yesterday. The girl on Tumblr, who I knew really liked it, I messaged her. <laughs> oh my God. And we've been talking about it. It's good. I just I just think it's funny. But I also very much appreciate it that I'm just your default. <laughs> you know, it's sometimes a, I, I do. Think... I do like it. It's, it's a wild fun. time. Yeah. Sometimes I do that to Miranda, too. I'm just like, which one of you would be more interested <laughs> in oh this God. subject? <laughs> Oh, I'm going to tell that Incredible. person. Um, okay. Yes. <laughs> if you also have seen Shit's Creek or you also watch it, uh, please let me know. It's so good. Um, I will talk about it with you forever. Um, all right. <laughs> we also have a Patreon if you want to support us there. Patreon.com slash SoundsFakePod. Our $2 patrons are Keith McBlain, Roxanne, Alice is in Space, Anonymous, Mariah Waltzer, Jonathan, Christopher T. Verdieri, Patrick Jackson, Andrew Yang, Ninny, Courtney Jones, Eric B., Amanda Gentinen, Maddie. Our $5 patrons are Jennifer Smart, Astritha Vinicota, Austin Landry, Finney, Perry, Fero D., Megan Rowell, Quinn Pollock, Emily Collins, Tim, Ryan Lizzietti, Book Marvel, and Changeling MX. Changeling MX this week is pronounced as Watch Shits Creek. I think it's follow my cat on Instagram. <laughs> nice. Our $10 patrons are Kevin and Tessa at Dirty Uncle Kevin at Tessa underscore M underscore K. Arkness, who'd like to promote the Trevor Project. Benjamin Ibarra, who'd like to promote Tabletop Games. Anonymous, who I have said for the past two weeks we need to ask what they want to promote. I feel like I did Aside ask from them. Halloween, and I... Did you? I'm, like, almost positive. Let me go check. I feel like okay. I messaged them on Patreon. Well, I will keep going, and if you have talked to I them, did. What did they Excuse say? Excuse me, anonymous. They said nothing. Oh. Excuse me, if you're listening, please answer me on Patreon or anywhere. It's fine. Anonymous, you know who you are. Yell into the void and then I'll <laughs> me, hear it. Me and Kayla know who you are. Answer us. We want to know what you want to promote now that Halloween's over. Unless you just really are in Halloween and want to promote it for the rest That's of the time. That's also fair. 
Um, <laughs> Sarah oh, McCoy. I have another thing. Why? The Great British Baking Show, the finale. It was very wild. I was very happy with I the one. I haven't and seen Queer it Eye yet. Japan. I watched the whole thing. Anyway. Continue. I haven't seen the finale of the Great British Baking Show. I was watching it intermittently with my mom. Um, you must. I, the finale is crazy. I did uh, intentionally receive spoilers as to what happened in the finale. Oh my and god, it's so intense. It oh seems wild. It's okay. very wild. Also, anyway. Queer Eye Japan. Very good. What I recommend. I did sob. Okay, continue. All right. Also, a $10 patron, Sarah McCoy, who would like to promote podcasts from a planet weird, and my Aunt Jeannie, who would like to promote Christopher's Haven. My dog, Sadie, met my Aunt Jeannie's dog, Bucky, for the first time. It went adequately. No. Sadie's just, like, not super good with other dogs, and Bucky is a seven-month-old puppy who is Uh bigger than her. Oh, no. Um, and he's in that phase where he's very bitey, and he doesn't Mm. um, have control over his body. So we did our best. <laughs> um, our $15 patrons are Nathaniel White, NathanielJWaitDesigns.com, my mom, Julie, who would like to promote free mom hugs and actually came into my room in the middle of this episode, but none of you know that. When? I didn't tell you about it. <laughs> Why? I'm devastated. You were talking and I didn't and want to interrupt y- you. You can interrupt me for Julie and Sa- that's fine. Sadie also came into the room. What the but then fuck I was like, are you doing not was, telling me these things? I was breaking like, up. The podcast is over. Goodbye. Sorry, everyone. Sorry. But then I was like, I'm busy, mom. I'm sorry, everyone, that Sarah had to ruin the podcast like this, but I have to go. Bye. There's there's two, there's two more $50 patriots. <laughs> Sarah I'm Jones so, this is not my fault. everywhere. <laughs> Dragonfly, who would like to promote Shit's Creek? <laughs> no, Dragonfly is promoting how I'm sorry this podcast is canceled. Sorry. Thanks for listening to my next Sunday livid. for more of us in your ears. Until then, divorce Sarah. Do it. What about your cows? Don't. They're gone. You killed them. Oh no. Goodbye, yeah. Cows. How do you feel now? Uh. <laughs>